Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a wrap-up of all the day's coverage from Arizona Public Media when it fits your schedule. Timely news on your time. I'm Christopher Conover. On today's podcast, students and faculty at the University of Arizona hold a sit-in over the suspension of two professors. The Tucson sector of the Border Patrol sets another record. And a look at how Arizona is helping Ukraine. University of Arizona faculty, staff, and students filled the College of Education this morning to hold a sit-in following the suspension of two professors. Paula Rodriguez reports. The campus community is now demanding that the professors be reinstated with their full responsibilities after the university placed them on suspension. Last week, audio recordings of a lecture about the Israel-Palestine conflict went viral on social media, garnering criticism for its contents. The discussion was in a class about cultural pluralism for young children. According to the university's union, the professors are being investigated under policies about political activity and lobbying. UA College of Education senior Sophie Chapman called on the dean to remedy the situation. For her, that type of lecture material is crucial for her preparation as an educator. If a child asks us what is going on in the world, what should I think, what do I need to know, and we don't know what to say, what happens then? Faculty Senate Chair Dr. Layla Hudson attended the sit-in. Hudson believes that it is time to address the recording and dissemination of lecture material on social media. If disagreements or complaints arise, we handle those sensitively and professionally. What we don't do is decontextualize with gotcha snippets of tape, send them out into the outside world and bring in the cavalry of outside organizations and interests. This is the second time this semester that lecture material was shared online. Earlier this fall, a College of Nursing faculty member resigned after a photo of their lecture slide addressing gender-affirming care went viral. I'm Paola Rodriguez, AZPM News. Last week, Border Patrol agents in Nogales and Wilcox intercepted two smuggling loads of fentanyl that added up to more than 300 pounds beating the Tucson sector's record for fentanyl seizure in one month, which was about 220 pounds in October. National Border Patrol Chief Jason Owens said in a tweet that the fentanyl seized last week is valued at nearly $2 million. The seizure signals that Arizona is likely to continue to be the national hotspot for fentanyl seizures by border authorities. This Thanksgiving, Arizona Game and Fish is celebrating the 40th anniversary of gold turkey reintroduction to southeastern Arizona. Katya Mendoza has more on the wild birds' conservation. About 1,500 gold turkeys roam throughout Arizona's southeastern mountain ranges now, thanks to a reintroduction effort that started in the early 1980s. Mark Hart with Game and Fish says the department works to restore native populations to their home ranges. We think that the health of the East ecosystem in large part is driven by an abundance of species native to it. We can never turn back the clock and make things like they were 100 years ago, but we try and get close. Active reintroduction efforts stopped in 2006, but the department continues to monitor populations and restoration efforts. I'm Katia Mendoza. AZPM News. 
The OSIRIS-REx sample return mission is proving to be a springboard for two University of Arizona students pursuing aerospace engineering. Tony Perkins has more. Manya Kapoor and Zach Purdy each had a front row seat to the drama of OSIRIS-REx's return to Earth in September. Both joined the OSIRIS-REx team as NASA interns. Purdy is currently working with an experiment that puts heat through a sample of the asteroid Bennu to start exploring the unknown factors about it. That's a good baseline to start to figure out the properties and all the other different characteristics of this material. Kapoor notes working with the OSIRIS-REx researchers is helping her focus on a career that might include creating scientific experiments. Most job roles will require me to do is sit in front of my computer, design something, and then, you know, get it on the table and have a physical model in front of me. So I feel like in terms of what I do, this is pretty much going to be what I do for the rest of my life. Kapoor says engineering firms are noticing her work and research with the OSIRIS-REx team. I'm Tony Perkins, AZPM News. To learn more about the OSIRIS-REx mission and its entire history, tune in to AZPM's new documentary, OSIRIS-REx to Bennu and Back, on PBS6 on Wednesday night. February will mark two years since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. In the time since, over 22,000 civilians have been killed. Millions of citizens are displaced, and the United States has sent Ukraine over $77 billion in aid. But even in the midst of a war with an unclear end, the wheels are turning in Arizona, where multiple economic and defense coalitions are deep in the process of figuring out how the state fits into a new independent Ukraine. Hannah Cree reports on how Arizona is making itself a part of that country's future. Just a few weeks ago, Tucson's Air National Guard base began training a number of Ukrainian pilots to fly F-16s, something made possible by both the 162nd Wing's prestige and the connections of Robert Medler, the president of the Southern Arizona Defense Alliance. One of the main components of that wing is international training, uh, specifically the 195th Squadron there. Uh, has a long history. Ukraine is the 30th country to come. Uh, and trained on uh, for F-16s there. So I, I knew the history. In a meeting with Ukraine's deputy defense minister over the summer, Medler told him that there was only one place in the world they wanted to train. And he got a smile on his face. So it wasn't the first time he had heard Tucson in the 162nd wing. Official plans were set in motion after that meeting. And after a few months of English language instruction, the Ukrainian pilots are now in the midst of a rigorous program that hopes to strengthen the country's military capabilities. As a representative of the major defense stations in southern Arizona, including Davis-Monthan Air Force Base and Fort Huachuca, Medler also sits on the board of the Arizona Defense and Industry Coalition. Formed as a legacy of the late Arizona Senator John McCain, the AZDIC acts as a liaison between Arizona's military stations, the private sector, and the rest of the world, as the group's president and CEO, Lindy Smith, explains. A big part of what AZDIC does is connect basically what is needed in Ukraine with what potentially could be supplied out of Arizona. Arizona officials, including Smith and Medler, spent three days in Kyiv, Ukraine in June, a trip that Smith recounted as both inspiring and harrowing. Within 10 minutes of our first meeting, there was a air raid and all the alarms went off and we had to secure ourselves within a bunker uh, during our meeting and just continue it while that was going on. You know, the Ukrainians are very much trying to live their daily lives. They're trying to act and live as though they're not constantly under attack. 
That trip to Ukraine became a launching point for many other conversations between Arizona and the country at war. In September, in Washington, D.C., AZDIC and Ukraine signed a formal agreement to establish these business partnerships. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky was present at the signing. Smith says these agreements are the building blocks for seeing real results soon. Now that we have those formal agreements, we've already been working with companies to start talking about how do we actually implement their solutions in uh, Ukraine. The coalition also presented Ukraine with a large document filled with business proposals from Arizona companies and the University of Arizona. Brian Adair, the executive director of industry engagement for the U of A, says the university is especially interested in partnering with Ukraine on multiple projects that could help restore the country's healthcare system. Implementing telehealth so you can have doctors in different locations, like what we do in rural Arizona, and translating that to Ukraine. Treating trauma, treating long COVID, they have soldiers that need help with PTSD. Although many of the plans are still in the development phase, Smith says what sets Arizona apart from other partnerships is commitment. There's a certain lack of follow through in some instances that I think they're really feeling. And so that was something that we were very adamant about. We are fulfilling that promise of a continued partnership and in hope that it'll last, you know, not just in the coming months, but for years to come well after they're successful in the current war. I'm Hannah Curry, AZPM News. The University of Arizona enters this coming weekend with an outside chance at a spot in the Pac-12 Conference Football Championships. The Wildcats need to win their annual matchup with Arizona State University in Phoenix on Saturday, but first the University of Oregon must lose its rivalry game against Oregon State on Friday. The Pac-12 championship will be staged in Las Vegas on December 1st. Meanwhile, some University of Arizona fans are still talking about the way the Wildcats ended their last home game of the season over the weekend against Utah. Wildcats head coach Jed Fish chose the opportunity to give former starting quarterback Jaden Delora a chance to score on the final play of his last game of the season at Arizona Stadium. He deserves that. And uh, I thought it was awesome that on what could be a senior day for him and as a captain, uh, I thought it was pretty awesome that he could go out there and throw a touchdown. Arizona led Utah by more than two touchdowns with less than a minute to go. Delora completed an unlikely 51-yard pass to make the final score 42-18 Arizona. One of the Utah coaches refused to shake hands with Fish when the game ended. Delora suffered an early injury that kept him out of the lineup during most of the Wildcats' comeback season. And that should catch you up on everything we've covered today at AZPM. Thanks for listening. When you can't catch our on-air newscasts, you can always get them here. Timely news for you on your time. Make sure to subscribe to the AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Christopher Conover. We'll be back tomorrow.